vitamin C was uh, really chemically identified uh, in the uh, 1920s, and it was one of the first um, um, uh, uh, products uh, commercialized uh, on a large uh, scale. And there, there's certainly lots of different um, uh, galenic forms, as, as uh, we like to call them, uh, available. And it can be uh, intimidating and uh, confusing uh, for uh, uh, many people. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we believe in the body's capacity for self-healing if it's given the proper nutrients and care it deserves. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show. And as always, I'm joined in the studio today by our host, Ed Jones. On this week's episode, we're talking once again with Richard Passwater Jr. And you might remember that we actually have previously spoken with Richard about collagen production. But today's episode is all about vitamin C. Vitamin C is one of the most basic and essential nutrients out there. It's been around forever, but there is more to it than meets the eye, including skin health and collagen production. Because our bodies don't produce vitamin C on its own, we actually have to get it from our diet or from supplementation, as we prefer. But there are many different forms, and some are more effective than others. So we're breaking down the best practices for choosing a supplement that's right for you, uh, what exactly vitamin C does, and what happens if we don't get enough. So we obviously have a lot of ground to cover, so let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. Here is your host, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you, Brian, for that introduction. And here we are again with another super informative Holistic Navigator podcast. We have a gentleman on today that I've had on one other time that was really so informative in regard to uh, building collagen and maybe skin health, muscular tendons and ligaments. And it was Richard Passwater Jr. And we talked about about collagen and it was extremely informative. So I'm welcoming him back today to the Holistic Navigator. Thank you for taking your time, uh, Richard Passwater Jr., to join me. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. It's always an honor and privilege to be on your program, and you, and you always make it very fun for me, and thank you. Well, thank you. You make it easy for me also. We're going to talk today about something that has probably been around in nutrition stores longer than almost anything other than maybe wheat germ, and that would be vitamin C. You know, I've been doing this for 42 years at this point, started in 1979 as a professional uh, career, but I actually was taking nutrients long before I started, so I've been doing nutrients, and of course, vitamin C was always part of that. I'm constantly intrigued by so many aspects of the power of nutrition if it's properly... Uh, consumed, taken, purchased, and all the parts to the puzzle that we need to address. That's one reason on the Holistic Navigator, I have people like you, Richard, uh, that can inform us of a lot of the uh, details. Because often uh, the devil is in the details because people who do it improperly, then they say, well, I didn't get results. Well, vitamin C is one of those uh, type of compounds that is, of course, Linus Pauling made it famous back uh, so long ago, and, and you may know the year. I don't. I remember meeting one Cameron. I think that was his name. I think that was one of Linus Pauling's associates during the early days. And I met him in Chicago, and he actually signed an autograph book for me. And uh, Linus Pauling won the Nobel Peace Prize. He was the one who really spent decades uh, speaking on many subjects. But one of his most passionate was the value of vitamin C for 
our health. And we're not going to get into all the super particulars of, of, of every ailment that a person might consider vitamin C because I think a lot of people listening to the Holistic Navigator already has a general idea of, of the benefit of vitamin C. What I want to cover is, again, like the details of perhaps how to, to choose the best form. What are the different ways uh, of, of utilizing vitamin C? Why do we need it? And what will it do for our human body? And what will it do if we don't have enough? Uh, I know that, you know, the word scurvy has, has to do with extreme vitamin C deficiency. And that's where they got the word limes back in the long ago when people traveled on the ocean and they did not have any vitamin C foods, they would start really getting deathly sick because of the lack of C. And then they would start eating limes. And that's where the word limey came up. But I have always taken vitamin C from age 14. I'll be 64 here just very, very soon, right around the corner, and done every kind there is. In fact, I just did an IV about three days ago, Richard. Uh, I don't do them often, but I am, again, a guinea pig, and I'm a huge fan of using vitamin C, along with all the other nutrients. I really look at nutrients like an orchestra. They play together to make the most beautiful music, and you can't just have one or two instruments, you, and they all need to be harmonious. And I know, and I'm going to let you speak here in a minute, but I know that, you know, almost every single warm-blooded creature on this earth produces their own vitamin C, uh, especially high doses when they are ill, except there's about humans and I think two other little creatures. I uh, Maybe you can remember that, a guinea pig and maybe a small monkey. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, there's a group of primates, uh, which mm-hmm. humans are amongst. Um, there's a group of um, uh, a, a small um, rodent-type animals like um, the guinea pig and the cow- cobbler arrow. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big guinea pig like in Brazil, I see them, and, uh, and bats. And uh, it's one of the reasons that bats are often studied uh, uh, for viruses and bacteria and things because um, they uh, they they don't make uh, um, uh, vitamin C uh, much mm. like you know humans do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so when you read that somebody was studying bats, you say, first thing that comes to mind is why would somebody do that? <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, uh, they they are they share a trait with uh, humans uh, that um, uh, they, they they don't make vitamin C. Interesting. I wonder where along the pathway of evolving this this kind of switched off. I wonder if it did switch off or if we just really programmed early on. But it's an interesting concept that, you know, when our pets get ill, and if you test their vitamin C when they're well, uh, it will be a modest amount. When they're ill, they're going to produce pretty dang large amounts. Well, I'm a fan of taking vitamin C normally for prevention, but I also really up my dose if I think I'm what I will call under the weather. And we can talk about that from all aspects, including, you know, anything that's going around, uh, any any issues. But I also believe it's highly important to maintain many of the uh, uh, optimal levels of our health, from the artery health to the brain health to the, the liver detoxing, all of that. I really want to maybe let's, let's delve into a person walks into a nutrition store or they go online and Lordy, I mean, how many different types of C are there? There's got to be, 
I mean, I know there's dozens of different forms of vitamin C, and then you've got, you know, different tablets and capsules and powders and this and that. And uh, just like one thing I tell people all the time when they purchase ascorbic acid powder, I say, you know what, that's fine, except it's going to be hard on the enamel of your teeth. Well, no one seems to know that, so I recommend people brushing their teeth after that. Plus, we will talk about uh, bowel tolerance. So, Let's just pretend like we're going into or you're taking someone into a very well-stocked nutrition store and you're going to the vitamin C section. Let's talk about some of these things. I mean, the newer one called Lipo-C, which is kind of a fat-soluble. Uh, tell me about that, Richard. Well, I, I, you're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, um, uh, vitamin C was uh, really chemically identified uh, in the uh, 1920s, and it was one of the first um, um, uh, uh, products uh, commercialized uh, on a large uh, scale, and there there's certainly lots of different um, uh, galenic forms, as, as uh, we like to call them, uh, available, and it can be uh, intimidating and uh, confusing uh, for uh, uh, many people. And um, I don't think that there's one that's uh, ideal for uh, everybody. Um, you know, as as you mentioned. Um, uh, people have different um, doses. As uh, um, have, we, we all, we all have some bio individuality uh, to us. Um, we have different environments, different genes. Um, uh, we we partake in different recreational activities. Different things stress us. And um, uh, and as you mentioned, when an animal that does make vitamin C gets sick, their body produces more vitamin C to uh, help uh, stimulate the immune system. If they get uh, chased by a, a bigger animal. Um, you need vitamin C to make uh, adrenaline and noradrenaline and cortisol. So the vitamin C levels will go down and somebody dealing with a challenging situation uh, will need more um, uh, than uh, somebody who's uh, relaxed and uh, kind of got the world by the throat. as They like to say where I'm from. Um, and uh, there's, there's a, um, a variety of different, um, you know, if a dog gets bit by a snake, uh, the uh, venom from the snake will usually stimulate a large uh, uh, increase in vitamin C production as the, as the vitamin C helps, uh, you know, deal with the, the toxin in the body. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's very hard to say this is a dose that's good for you, uh, you know, Bob, or you, Carol, or you, um, you, know, you know, Jack, or something. Um, it's, it's, um, I have some guidelines about uh, where to start uh, and then kind of uh, take the old um, super nutrition or orthomolecular um, medicine way of uh, then trying to fine tune the dose for your needs over time. Um, but uh, the, the vitamin C uh, used in the body is um, uh, in many of the uh, biological functions is L-ascorbic acid. And, um, uh, that is available uh, as a, a supplement straight up, and um, it's uh, often the, uh, the the most um, uh, affordable, uh, cost-effective uh, uh, form. And uh, it comes in a powder and a capsule and a tablet. And um, and for most people, that can be a, a very good option. But people who um, um, have, as an example, uh, ulcers or inflamed uh, gastrointestinal tracts due to challenges from autoimmune system conditions or inflammatory conditions, um, the, the ascorbic acid can be a bit rough. Uh, and um, I, I always suggest those uh, uh, people and um, to, to consider uh, mineral ascorbate, 
where uh, the, the ascorbic acid's been reacted uh, uh, in a complex uh, with a, a mineral such as uh, sodium or calcium or uh, magnesium or zinc. And um, a complex can return to its uh, parts uh, when it's broken down by the body. Uh, and um, inside the body after sometimes in the gut, sometimes in the bloodstream, sometimes after it's transported into cells, can be uh, converted into that mineral and uh, um, uh, in, into the, uh, the, the vitamin C again. And then you, you mentioned the lipophilic or liposomal uh, vitamin C. That's the newest one uh, that's been commercially available. And um, it's uh, a vitamin C molecule that's uh, surrounded by a, um, like a lecithin or a, a surfactant, a phosphatidylcholine or phosphatidylethylamine. And um, it, it helps uh, increase the, um, the uh, absorption of the product into the bloodstream. And even more importantly, it helps transport uh, it through the body and can even take uh, the vitamin C through a cell wall. And it doesn't have to like wait in line outside of a receptor site. So if somebody really is trying to uh, increase uh, vitamin C levels rapidly or to achieve higher uh, vitamin C levels, um, for a particular application, I think the liposomal uh, form uh, is is the most uh, um, uh, um, utilized uh, in the body, and um, uh, in um, unfortunately has a, a price associated with it. Um, but um, I find that uh, um, somebody who who's on a budget, uh, they could look for ascorbic acid to start. Uh, but somebody who's trying to uh, really achieve some some high levels of uh, uh, vitamin C quickly, they should uh, look more for the uh, liposomal vitamin E or C first, and um, and then take a look at the uh, call um, how much they they want to take a day. And, and and there's nothing wrong buying two or three different forms. And uh, um, um, and I think you made a very strong point too that the the ascorbic acid uh, can be damaging for teeth. So if you're going to uh, drink it uh, or chew it in a gummy or a tablet. Uh, in those applications, I think um, uh, having um, uh, a mineral ascorbate or a, a form that's going to be less acidic uh, is, is uh, preferential. Um, I remember the old days where um, a GNC, or there was a particular uh, chain uh, that ran, a, back in the 1970s, ran a uh, uh, campaign uh, talking about how vitamin C was essential for uh, healthy teeth. Which, which it is, uh, you can't build connective tissue without vitamin C. Um, uh, uh, at least seven of the 10 enzymes that make collagen <laughs> require vitamin C, but they made chewable uh, vitamin C tablets that had lots of sugar and uh, ascorbic acid in the, the chewable tablets actually damaged the kids' teeth that were taking it to build stronger teeth. So I, I really like the way uh, you were warning to, um, yeah, if somebody does take a, a ascorbic acid straight up, eat to brush the teeth afterwards. That's some, um, gr- some really great points because what, you know, one of the things you said I, I really value is the fact that there's nothing wrong with combining different forms of vitamin C. And on the lipo C, we, you and I both know that there are different manufacturers of that. Some, what I would call, I guess I would call it 
not grade A, but a, a really pure, f- uh, strong source of lipo, which means cooked with a fat molecule. What that means is it's going to have potentially higher levels of absorption and last longer in the body. But there's also other brands and capsules that are maybe a little bit less of the uh, current state of uh of research that are using a type of lipo, but there's brands that I respect probably as an A plus brand. There, there are no bad ones. There, it's just good, better, best. There's no doubt. I normally, you know, always kind of put my two cents worth in. I normally take about a thousand milligrams of lipo C twice a day. We need to all know, and I think we do know that vitamin C is water soluble. What does that mean? It means it goes in. Pretty quickly, it doesn't stay around too long and you urinate it out. And so to maintain a tissue level, it really requires at least twice a day dosing. I remember seeing a study where they actually tested the vitamin C levels in uh, in your eyeballs and found that uh, you take a, uh, any dose, it could be 25 milligrams to 1,000, and it would only hang in the eyeball maybe two hours, and then it would start decreasing. Um, I think perhaps the tissues may hold it longer. I don't know. But sometimes um, I kind of experimented using a very small dose more often, but that gets to be a headache at a certain time. But if I had eye issues or something, or I was having eye surgery or wanted more in the eyeball, then I would do small doses more often. And, you know, I look at people, and that's what I've spent my whole life doing is really astutely observing people, everything from their look, their story, their blood work, their nutrients, their food they eat, the sleep they get or don't, the food and all the components. And I watch them because now I've been doing this over four, four decades. I can really see different trends. And those people who really embrace a a very comprehensive nutritional plan, they not always, but the vast majority of the time, they age slower, they look better, they seem to have less diseases, and their blood work always is better than the people who don't do the same thing. Um, in fact, there was a really, and I don't think I've said this on the Elastic Navigator, there was a gentleman that uh, had this huge amount of blood work done, and it was more from a functional perspective, not from diagnosing diseases. It was all about empowering his health, and it was uh, about $500 of the blood work, and he was about 72 years old, and this happened about three years ago, and he, uh, I think his name was Jim, and so Jim... uh, we looked at it and he was exceptional. I mean, this guy was on top of his game. He felt great and everything else. Well, one day they did an x-ray and found this this supposed lump or something in his lung. So they go in, worried that it was cancer. They did surgery. It wasn't. It was a benign tumor. But the lung doctor said, I want you off all supplements for nine months. Well, he followed the advice of that physician, which uh, I wouldn't be one that would because I'm going to think for myself. Sorry, but uh, if didn't, he didn't have any good, valid reason for that. Well, what happened was, so he did. He was off all supplements for nine months. The difference in that blood work, and he didn't change anything else in his life. He still went to the gym. He still ate the same. He did slept the same. Nothing changed. The difference was like two different human beings after nine months of no supplements. It was one of the most convincing pieces of paper I've ever looked at in my 40 plus year career of what nutrients can do. And again, when people 
people ask me, I say, I think we should be doing about a thousand milligrams twice a day. Yes, I went through that error with Linus Pauling's theory of bowel tolerance and, and maybe explain to people because there may be a place for that in some people for some reasons. What, what was Linus Pauling talking about with this bowel tolerance, trying to figure out that dose? Well, the, the dose of vitamin C is going to vary, um, in my opinion, uh, amongst uh, e- each individual. And uh, Linus Pauling was a big believer that um, your body absorbs uh, different amounts of uh, vitamin C from the digestive tract uh, based on your needs, um, not, not the stereotypical average person's need. And um, uh, in, in, uh, in, in having too much uh, vitamin C in the, uh, the GI tract has a known side effect of um, uh, causing uh, gastrointestinal distress, often uh, upset stomach or diarrhea. So he would uh, suggest uh, people take vitamin C uh, uh, up until, um, like to start with one gram a day and then take two grams a day, try to spread it out if you can, like you mentioned. Uh, it's a water-soluble compound uh, that um, you're, it's beneficial to take uh, a smaller dose as many times a day as you can, still be practical. But um, uh, uh, Pauling, uh, Dr. Pauling suggested that uh, you keep increasing your dose uh, until uh, the GI uh, tract uh, problems um, occurred, and then you back down uh, gram from that. And um, my father was uh, friends with uh, Pauling, and um, uh, they used to do a lot of radio together, of all things. Um, um, they they were very complimentary to uh, one another in their um, their 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 styles, and in. Uh, um, uh, my father would recommend people take four grams a day because he um, twice and two two servings if if uh, possible three would even be better four would be ideal um, but it it's not practical for a lot of people but Pauling would get angry with my father and say why do you tell people four uh, grams a day you're you're hurting people's health you should be telling them to take more. But now the uh, Linus Pauling Institute, as an example, uh, I think recommends 200 uh, grams a day, um, and it's uh, the, the dose is, um, you, you know, it's a highly um, debatable um, uh, topic depending on what type of um, applications people are looking for and um, what they're going to use as the uh, benchmark for. Um, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the vitamin C. I mean, if you're only looking at it to prevent scurvy, uh, the dose that you're going to take is going to be very different than if you're going to want to keep your immune system in tip-top shape and make sure all the neurophils have the, the uh, ammunition they need to, uh, you know, de, uh, denature uh, and destroy germs in the body, uh, viruses, bacteria, other foreign matter that makes its way in there. Um, so it's, it's, it's always difficult to talk about the, uh, the, the dose, but Pauling was a big believer in that um, bowel tolerance um, uh, way of uh, dosing. Yes, um, and, and, um, and, and, you know, I've done that many a times when I felt that I needed special uh, assistance with my nutrients and vitamin C in particular, which means basically I wasn't feeling well. And, you know, I don't like that. So I've, but I've kind of learned that my bowel tolerance was about 9,000 milligrams. If I did 3,000 in the morning, 3,000 midday, then by the third dose, about 3,000, I would start getting loose stools. Uh, sometimes I have to go to 12 grams. And I don't, I don't know from memory, but I know Linus Pauling, you know, he really liked to do that, uh, get to bowel tolerance and back off maybe 15 or 20% 
percent, and then he felt like that was the dose. And and you know, I always am amused by the fact that. I think Linus Pauling lived to either be 92 or 93, and the amount of naysayers who said, see, the vitamin C didn't work. And it, did, <laughs> and it really doesn't matter if I live to be 112, the naysayers are going to say that. However, there's a lot less naysayers today than there ever has been. They cannot uh, debate some of the PubMed and some of the, the significant research and, and some of the biochemistry involved in this whole process. And... Um, but there will always be debate. And you're right. There's And it's not an exact science. I actually have a book upstairs by Merck. I just thought of this. It was printed in, I think, 1943. And it is the label was vitamin C. And it was made by Merck Pharmaceuticals. The book was written. So intriguing. It talked about its benefit. A whole section on tuberculosis. I mean, you know, that was uh, a, a scary time with many infectious diseases, and uh, and Merck was embracing it. Uh, of course, you know, once the, the the strong drugs got a hold of the whole system, then everything changed. Uh, but I still know that we that we I do value vitamin C as a, a very great asset. When I say I do two thousand milligrams a day, that's not including what's in my multiple and maybe a couple other things and what's in my food because I eat. Uh, a very, a very varied diet of plant-based foods, good solid protein, and high levels of healthy fat. I'm on a basically a, a keto type of diet uh, at this stage of my life, and I do about 50 to 60 carbs Monday through Friday. I do about 150 on Saturday and Sunday. I do intermittent fasting four to five days a week, and I don't really know if I'll live a day longer than if I didn't do these things, but I can tell you the quality of life is exceptionally greater uh, at my age. I did 63 push-ups on my 63rd birthday last year, and I'm still doing crazy things in the gym. And that's my test. That is, instead of running to the doctor to get uh, physical, which is basically not that meaningful, uh, I want to test it in the gym because if I can hold my breath still for two and a half mm. to three minutes and I can do all this, well, something's positive. There's no doubt. Uh, I, you're, you're living right. You're living right. Uh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we do rent these old bodies and they're going to wear out no matter how many supplements I take. But even if I kick the bucket tomorrow, because we're all really about one blood clot away from being upside down in life. And that can be just bad luck, not bad health. So I just always want to say that. I'm, I'm whether I, I made it to a point now where if I did fall over after this uh, interview, I still know the value of, of really good, solid nutritional supplementation and food and lifestyle. And I know there's a, a website. It's, it's not the best put together one, but it's called DrYourself.com, DrYourself.com. And um, he talks a ton about vitamin C research and has compiled a whole bunch of stuff on vitamin C for those who want to delve into it from from a person who has a passion for the benefit of vitamin C on so many levels. And I guess in closing, Richard, let's talk just a little bit about the, again, the collagen building capacity of vitamin C, because we all want to Again, age gracefully, but with that, we want to look a little better. I mean, we all are a little bit vain, and and I know that, and I don't know if this is just a mental thing in me, but you know, when you look at people who smoke, their faces age always, almost always, quicker than those who don't. I'm wondering if it's the uh, part of that is the fact that smoking decreases vitamin C significantly. I don't know, but I do know that the collagen is um, is an important substance, and we want to uh, produce as much as we can as we get older. In fact, saying that. I'm doing right now because I'm always doing something strange. I'm doing a red light therapy every other day in this big um, uh, uh, 
room that I walk into, and it's supposed to help build more collagen. So, uh, you know, the, uh, the the silica that I use and the uh, vitamin C and red light, I'm doing all I can to uh, hang on, I guess. So tell us a little bit before closing on the vitamin C connection to collagen. Well, um, the body has to make uh, a pound of collagen every uh, five days to uh, replace uh, or repair or rejuvenate um, seven sets of tissues in the body, which I think uh, comprise about half of the collagen. So uh, I, I think that the human body needs to make about two pounds of collagen every uh, five days in order to uh, completely um, repair itself. And uh, exactly like you said with the, the smoking, the smoking uh, depletes the vitamin C in the, uh, the body. And um, uh, it, it, uh, people that smoke generally look at least uh, uh, 15% more commonly, 30% older than they, they are uh, because they're, um, A, the, the smoking introduces uh, free radicals that damage the collagen you have, and B, uh, suppress uh, the body's ability to make new collagen. But um, collagen production is an enzymatic-driven process, and enzymes require um, cofactors. And uh, of the 10 um, enzymes that are currently uh, well accepted to be involved in collagen production, seven of them require vitamin C um, uh, to function properly. And um, if you don't have uh, enough vitamin C, uh, you can't. Uh, it's a limiting factor on how much uh, collagen you can make and how well the body repairs itself. And um, there's some beautiful work. The first um, epidemiological study that uh, looked at what people put in their mouth and how it affected their appearance clearly showed that uh, people that ate higher amounts of vitamin C, even modest amounts, we're, we're talking you know, 120 grams a day or more, had noticeably uh, fewer wrinkles, better skin moisture, better skin elasticity than uh, people that uh, didn't. And uh, the lipophilic uh, vitamin C you were talking about earlier just uh, um, went public with some uh, data that they did on uh, skin aging, and they found that uh, I think it was one gram a day uh, reduced uh, um, uh, um, uh, fine lines and wrinkles and increased uh, skin um, uh, radiance um, in, in something like four weeks. And um, uh, their results with uh, three grams a day were, were even phenomenally uh, better. Um, uh, also, there, there, with bone research, vitamin C is, is quite an interesting topic right now. There's been quite a few epidemiological studies that show people with uh, low vitamin C intake from their diet or supplements uh, have a high fracture rate and they have low bone mineral density. And there's two very fine studies, one which went 17 years, that show that uh, people with the even modest uh, vitamin C intakes from their diet have... Um, uh, uh, lower fracture rate uh, in more bone mineral density and bone mineral content than those that, uh, you know, consume more around what the, uh, the daily value is at, at 90 milligrams a day now. Um, but uh, so, so it's a, um, I, I, as a connective tissue guy, uh, my, my work with vitamin C is, is generally in that area, but um, you know, it's also a, uh, it's a, it's a critical component for so many things in the body, especially the immune system and the uh, stress response system. That is awesome. And just what a, you know, power pack 35 minutes information that you've given all of us. And I think between you and I speaking, uh, I think we've armed people quite well to make better choices and to understand the incredible value of 
of at least moderate doses. And again, I always go back to why would you want to not have optimal in your life? You know, I don't really care about the optimal paper towel in my kitchen, but I care about the optimal uh, longevity, strength in the gym, look of my skin, uh, disease prevention. And so when something's extremely safe, and we talked about uh, weighing risk against benefit, what in the heck is the real risk of taking a few thousand milligrams of vitamin C? Well, you're going to risk a little bit of money. You might get a loose stool if you're super sensitive, but probably not, especially if you make the right choice. And if it doesn't work, uh, you're really not a big loser. The thing is, it's going to do something positive. It may be 2% of what you want. It could be 100%. But again, put the odds in your court by starting these things before we fall apart, hopefully. But there's always hope. No matter where you are with health, you can start something. So... Uh, I appreciate your time, Richard. Your your biochemistry background is phenomenal. You've had so many decades of experience in the area of, of nutrients and nutritional supplementation, research, and biochemistry. And, and I think everyone is going to be uh, better served by uh, taking this information that, that you have presented and, and we've talked about. So thank you uh, so much for joining me on the Holistic Navigator again. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity, and I uh, really respect uh, uh, everything you said, and especially in the last part um, about uh, uh, what's the downside. I always look at vitamin C a little bit like um, jet fuel plane. You know, I don't want the exact amount of fuel to fly from Baltimore to London. I want there to be a little bit of extra fuel <laughs> plane in case uh, we encounter some trouble on the flight, and I don't think there's anything wrong having a little bit of extra vitamin C in the body each day. If you only absorb uh, 80% of it because you don't need it one day, you know, that that's great. There will be a day you need that extra 20% and it'll be there for you. So, but thank you very much for the opportunity to, to share uh, my, my thoughts uh, on, on vitamin C. It's, it's a real opportunity. Thank you. Well, thank you. And again, thanks everyone for listening uh, each week or each, er, at least every other week to The Holistic Navigator. And we will continue this uh, for the almost to 100 now, almost. And we'll do another 100, I'm sure, over the next couple years. Uh, there's so much information that keeps coming up, not even the old school information. Like, I love this vitamin C conversation because it's something that, I mean, I remember the vitamin C talk when I was eight years old and I'm almost 64. So it's been around probably longer as far as a conversation than any part of the nutritional uh, discussion in the whole world. And so everybody, I want you to make sure that, again, feel empowered. Send us questions if you have it. Look, learn. Don't be a victim. Being a victim means you have to look for a rescuer. And that's how many of the organized medical fields are operating is by making people feel victimized. And that is not healthy on any regard. So empower yourself. We are always here to help you to learn more, to be optimally healthy. Thank you. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or listener of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.